You can be inspired, but you also got to be yourself. When you teach, when you move, when you perform, when you dance, just be yourself because people are really coming for your playlists. They're coming for how you piece together combos. They're coming for the energy that you give off, but they're coming because of how you made them feel. Hey fam, welcome to the Black Girl Fit Files, a podcast dedicated to overall health, self-improvement, and creating the life you deserve to live. I'm Delijah, founder of Black Girls Pull, ice cream sandwich lover, and obsessive life giver. Join me and frequent guests, which include a roster of dope black women, as we talk about various topics from entrepreneurship to self-love and a little bit of everything in between. Turn up your volume, y'all, and let's get to it. Happy Thursday, fam. What it do, y'all? What it do? Welcome back to another episode of The Fit Files. <sighs> I am fresh back from vacation in Barbados. It was so, so, so needed. I did zero work, answered zero emails, and it was it was actually lovely. Shout out to Tara for holding me down, getting an assistant, period. Yeah. I just needed it. I will say this. Never again will I do an all-inclusive because the food was trash. Sandals, your food is trash. Tried it. It was just not it. And then the drinks are watered down. I don't know if you guys have been to an all-inclusive. I should have known this going in. Food trash, drinks trash because it's watered down. It's too sugary. But besides that, (laughs) I had an amazing time. I slept a lot. Got to snorkel with the turtles. They were very close to me. There was a very big fish that I swear was a shark that was below my feet. And I was having like heart palpitations while I was in the water, but trying to keep my cool, but also just ingesting so much salt water. (laughs) It was, it was the most, it was the most, but the turtles are so precious. They're so stinking cute. And then I got to snorkel in a shipwreck, which was cool. There was a lot of fish though. I do not like fish. They really give me the heebie-jeebies. It's so strange. It's such a strange thing. I don't like fish. I think it's like, I don't like that their bodies are so like rotund with like no legs. But then there's like organs inside of there. Just talking about it. Like it, it like skeeves me out to the point of no return. But getting back, I realized that like from now literally until October 1st, I am full throttle non-stop, literally non-stop, y'all. It's not a game out here. I'm teaching expert this weekend. I'm teaching expert next weekend. Black Girls Poll is like the weekend after. Then we got PollCon in June. Are you coming to PollCon? Come to PollCon. I'm just going to keep talking about it because it's going to be lit. Liddy McLit Lit. It's in Atlanta. I'm teaching expert there as well. Then we get back. I'm like giving you guys my whole entire calendar. Then I have the Black Girls Poll Austin retreat. Then I come back. Then I got to go home to Ohio because it's my mama's 70th birthday. Side note, my parents did so great while they were like watching IV. That little boy is the most like he's the most. And (laughs) they were feeling it. They were like, oh, yeah, he's he's a lot. I have a full on like almost two year old y'all. Oh, by the way, his birthday's in June. He's going to see his other grandma down in Texas for his birthday. 
It's so many things. And then, wait, where was I? We were in June. Okay, I'm getting excited now because it's just like a lot of travel. July is my mom's 70th birthday. July is also the Bermuda retreat. I've been doing my squats every day because the bikini that I'm going to have on for the boat party in Bermuda. Actually, it's a one-piece thong bathing suit. It's like not a game. So the squat game is Liddy McLit because y'all are just going to be like, bam, bam. That's that's basically what I want you to say when you see me stunting on the gram, that my booty cheeks are just giving bam, bam. Okay. Then I come back. Then we got the Amsterdam retreat. Then there's a other few like training sprinkled in there. And then we're going to South Africa. And literally then it's my birthday, September 28th. And then that brings me to October 1st. Like I said, I'm nonstop from now until October 1st. Don't call me. Don't pigeon carrier me. Don't shoot me a text. I'm saying no to everything because I just don't have the capacity. But anywho, we're diving in today. This is an episode that is so near and dear to my heart. It is the art of teaching. And I just want to get into this hardcore, leaving nothing behind, because I believe that teaching is such a gift and it's such a gift that we can give if we are equipped with the proper tools to be able to teach people. I've been in this game for a long time. I'm just sharing some of my knowledge. Side note, how are you guys doing? Like what is going on? I love how I ask you how you're doing every week, thinking that you're going to reply back. Send me a DM and just be like, I'm doing fine. Oh, also, I have been on a serious Instagram strike. I'll tell you more about it like next week, but it's just my mental like sanity was not doing well. Just Instagram is the most. Oh my God. I, I, I've completely like left social media for just a little bit of time, but I'll be back. But I'm, I'm going to explain it to you guys in detail next week. So yeah, let's just dive in. All right, fam, today's episode is sponsored by Mad Hippie. If you guys have been following me for a while, you already know how much I love these products, but just in case you don't know about this wonderful company, let me spill the tea for you. Mad Hippie is a skincare company that is all about natural ingredients and effective results. This is a revolutionary line of skincare, sun care, and cosmetics, and it was designed with our goals in mind. Not only are their products made clean and with safe ingredients, they're also completely free of silicones, petrochemicals, parabens, perfumes, SLSs, animal ingredients, animal testing, synthetic colors, and dyes. They actually use glass and sugarcane bioresin eco-packaging, and they offer a terry-cycling recycling program. How cool is that? Mad Hippie fits into our active lifestyle so we can feel beautiful and confident whether we're hitting the studio or the town. I've been using their products literally for years and I cannot get enough of them. The vitamin C serum happens to be one of my absolute favorites. It's super light and it really packs a punch, leaving your skin looking brighter and more even. And their eye cream is absolutely magical. Y'all, it helped me improve the appearance of dark circles under my eyes because let's face it, mom life is is my life. <laughs> so the coolest part is that $1 from every single web sale is dedicated to the conservations. If you guys are looking for an approachable and easy to use products that deliver results, Mad Hippie is absolutely the way to go and I cannot recommend them enough. So as a follower of the Black Girl Fit Files podcast, they are giving you guys 20% off of your purchase by using the link in the show notes. So be sure to go check them out. Thank you guys so much, Mad Hippie. Shout out to y'all for being an amazing sponsor. Let's get back to it. 
this topic that we're talking about today is very near and dear to my heart, and it is the art of teaching. Oh, I know, we're going in today. So some of you may already be instructors and some of you may be hoping to, you know, be instructors one day. And if so, that is so dope because I think that we need more pole dancing instructors in the world to be able to teach the masses. You know, I have had the privilege and have been blessed enough to be pole dancing for 14 years. And I've been an instructor for about 10 or 11 years. I was fortunate to be a work study at Body and Pole here in New York City in 2012. 2012? Yeah, 2012. And I learned an incredible amount of information while I was doing the work study program. I'm still an instructor and I'm still very much learning as I go along. But I can say that I have seen it all. I have had drunk students. I've had high students. I've seen tampon strings. I've seen students who've gotten pissed off in the middle of my class and walked out. I've seen students who have broken down and cried in my class. (laughs) I've had amputee students. I have taught students in wheelchairs. I've taught at the strip club. I've taught in gyms. I have taught pole in over 15 countries. I actually was once teaching in Switzerland and no one in the class spoke any English, so I had to communicate with very little French that I do know. And let's just say that I am glad that I took ballet for as long as I did because a plie in pole is a plie in ballet and it means to bend and they they understood the things. (laughs) But I've taught students from age six to 70, and I really, yeah, I'm gonna say that I have seen everything that you can imagine. I've had to tell students about their hygiene. I've had to tell students not to bully other students. I've, oh y'all, I've seen it all. And I really wanna share with you the things that I have learned along the way. So let's just get on into it. All right, I'm gonna be real with you guys. And there's going to be some curse words that slide out of this because that's how passionate I get. Number one, know your shit and have the certifications to back it up. Y'all, I'm not saying know everything because you're not going to know everything. And that's my that's my second point. But if you are teaching and do not have a certification in poll or in group fitness, I am giving you six months to sign up for a cert. And then you have until the end of the year to get it done. And I really hate to be like that person and tell you this, but if we don't know, we don't know. And and it's something that we have to do for each other. I don't care if you've been teaching for five years or five months, do yourself this favor and invest in yourself and invest in your teaching. Because when you invest in yourself and in your teaching, your students can see what you've done and they can see how you are trying to become a better teacher and become a better coach. And it doesn't stop with just having one certification. We're always trying to learn, we're always trying to grow, and we're always trying to be better instructors and coaches for our students. I am actually, little plug here, a certified, I'm an expert uh, certified instructor. And basically what that means is I get to teach the expert teacher certifications to students. And the, the number one reason, honestly, that I became an expert instructor was to be able to go to black owned studios and teach the instructors. 
it's such a great course. It's two days and you get everything from anatomy to physiology to how to do the warm up to how to do the cool down to making sure that your students understand things to spotting to breaking down moves and to adding on to moves. It's there's so many things. I really encourage you to do some kind of certification. And if you want me to come to your studio and teach, I got you. I will. Just let me know. Right. (laughs) But yes, I'm saying all this to say certifications are key and investing in your craft and what you do will get you very, very far. And I want you to think of it like this. You would not go to a personal trainer who is not a certified personal trainer. You wouldn't go to a physical therapist who has not sat for the boards and done their things and gone to school and did everything that they had to do to get into that space. So why should anyone come to you? If you are just a pole instructor out here that learned a few things here and there, and now you're calling yourself a teacher, it don't work like that. And to be honest, I personally, now I can say this, if you don't have a certification, there's like a level of respect that I think goes into, you know, when you have an instructor and you can say, oh yeah, they're certified. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Number two. I said this was going to be number two, and it is, you are not going to know everything, and that is okay. These might sound like they're going to contradict themselves, but I'm going to break down this story for you. There are three moves that I almost quit pole dancing over. One of them is the open bracket grip. I know, do not laugh at me, but I really couldn't figure out how to like pull with the top arm and push at the bottom with the bottom arm like simultaneously. I didn't understand how to make that work, right? The second move was the hip hold or Jamila whatever you guys call it in your studio. I absolutely hated it. And the third move was chopsticks, which is now my most favorite pole dancing move in the whole entire world. I remember learning the chopsticks and I remember the day like it was yesterday. I was work setting at Body and Pole and I was taking class with a friend of mine, Marlo Fiskin. If you guys do not know who Marlo is, go do your homework. But she was teaching chopsticks and I got so frustrated. I started crying because I couldn't grasp how you can be holding on to the pole with your belly while holding on to one leg in the front and the other leg is behind you floating in the back to make a flat split. I didn't understand. These are the three moves that I almost quit pole dancing over. I'm glad that I didn't. But I did practice a lot and I trained a lot and now chopsticks is 1000% my favorite move and I'm gonna brag on myself just a little because my chopsticks look good as hell. And I think it's only because I do it like 300 times a year. Um, (laughs) But going back to this, you're not going to know everything as an instructor, and that is okay. When I started at Body and Pole, I actually started teaching in the middle of my work-study year. And it was kind of a fluke that I started teaching because the instructor that was supposed to teach, she got caught on the train, and I was working at the front desk, so I had to step in and teach. Long story short... I quickly started teaching the intro to pole classes. Then I started teaching level one. And then I started teaching level two. The level two students loved hip holds. You've all heard the term fake it till you make it. The more you teach, the easier it gets for you. You may not know all of the moves and it's okay. But repetition builds muscle memory and it also builds character. I had to learn how to teach a hip hold So when I was teaching my students the hip hold, I was actually really teaching myself. I was figuring it out for myself and for my body. So when I was in the middle of explaining it and really not knowing what I was 100% doing, I was like, oh, wait a second. 
If you just slide your hand down and turn your belly to the pole and press that inner thigh in, you're going to get it because you now have three points of contact to hold this hip hold. I know, I know, right? But honestly, sometimes you and your body are your greatest teacher and it leaves room for you to be able to explain things to people because you've tried it 10 million times, 10 million different ways, and you have these aha moments with your own body. So it's more likely that you will be able to give other people the aha moments with their bodies. The next tip is to lead by example. So when you're an instructor, people really look up to you and they also look to you to keep them motivated, to teach them, and to also support them. You basically are a leader, whether you like it or not. And the more effort and energy that you place into stepping into this teacher role, the better the outcome can be. Now, don't get cocky and arrogant and like belittle your students or other instructors because you may have more pole moves in the arsenal. But, you know, you do want to be humble about this this space because you've been given such an important role and you want to be able to create a safe environment for your students. Now, I know that you guys have heard the saying, like, leave your shit at the door, but it really, really rings true. If you have had a bad day and we've all been there and I have had bad days where I did not want to teach, but you have to fake it till you make it while you are teaching because your energy is what guides the class. And if your energy is off, it, it literally can throw off your class and your students. So I don't know what you need to do before you step into the studio. If you need to stand outside, put your arms up like you are superwoman and take three deep breaths and then just leave it at the door, then that's what you got to do, right? But these people are coming to you as the beacon of pole. (laughs) And they're coming to you for several reasons. Some might come to escape, you know, work and family. Some people come to class because they don't want to train at home. Some people come because they are looking for community. But 99% of the time, they're coming because of you, which kind of takes me to my next tip. And that is to get to know your students and spend a little more time with them. <sighs> okay, I'm, I'm moment of truth. I'm going to be so honest. Y'all, I am so bad at names. I am sorry if I have met you before and then I met you again and then I was like, what's your name? I'm so bad. I'm so, so bad at it. But I can tell you what you wore to class like two weeks ago or the move that you killed in class like a month ago because I was sitting there watching you and I was thinking in my head, okay, friend, yes. Like I can remember those things, but to remember names and especially when you're a teacher and you see a lot of names and you see a lot of faces and you see a lot of bodies, y'all, it's hard. It's really hard for me. For me, (laughs) if I see you like more than once or twice a week, I'm good. But if you're coming to class once a week, I'm yeah, yeah, no. But I will say this and I started doing this and it actually helped. You can go and look at the schedule ahead of time before your class and you can know the names of the students that are coming. And a lot of times the software, like the scheduling software, like MindBody, has pictures of the clients. If it doesn't, tell your studio owners to start taking photos of the clients so that they can see what they look like and so that it's easier for you to, you know, put a name to a face and all of that. Again, like I said, my memory It ain't that great. And also being in New York City, there's a lot of traffic that comes through. So it's just a larger studio with a lot of people. I think that Body and Pole has like 25 classes a day on the schedule. Something crazy like that. I don't know. But 
yeah, you really got to get to know your students and spend time with them. Group fitness, you know, we all know that group fitness is really fun and people are coming to group fitness because of the energy and because it's like a community thing. But people also just want to feel important and feel like they matter and feel like they're recognized and also feel seen. So it's necessary for you to walk around the room when you're teaching class. And that's something that, you know, at first, I, I remember when I started teaching I used to just like cling to the instructor pole um, and it took me a while to feel comfortable and confident in my teaching style to be able to walk around the room and be able to help my students and not always like cling to my to my pole um, because we, that does happen a lot of times. But I've also gotten really great at being able to explain the moves really thorough and you only get like two demos because mama ain't. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> But you want to be able to not only spot people and, you know, give them corrections, but this is also the time for you to give them compliments and you want to load them with compliments so that they feel good. Because a lot of people, it took every ounce of energy for them to just show up. So you have to greet them and you have to meet them with a smile and you have to pay attention to their energy and you have to pay attention to who they are and the moves that they're working on and the troubles that they're having in these moves and the things that they're doing really well at because this really does go a long way and it also doesn't go unseen, you know? This is a side note. This is like not a tip, but side note is to stick around after class, especially if there's not a class coming in after your class um, and be open to chatting with your students. And I've actually booked several privates and semi privates like this because the students usually come to you again. Remember, you are the beacon. You are the beacon of pull. They come to you and say, oh, yeah, I really need to work on my leg hangs or I really need to work on blah, blah, blah. And you say, oh, yeah, like you should do a private. Really? I should? Yeah, absolutely. We can really, you know, focus on the private. It can be me and you in there and we can do some drills. I can also give you some exercises to do. Yeah, I say, like, let's book a private or three because, you know, get that money (laughs) And, and let's make it happen. That way, Number one, you're, you know, you're adding more work for yourself, which is great. And number two, you're making this connection and you're actually helping your 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 students with this because privates, I actually don't love privates. I am a hundred percent group fitness, but privates is a great way to, you know, really focus on just that one student. Or if they don't have time after class or need to leave right away, you can have them send you an, a DM or an email or something like that. But it's really important for you to get to know your students and also really important for you to lead by example. The last thing, keep it spicy. You got to keep it spicy. You got to change it up every now and then. You know, nothing is wrong with being consistent, but to keep your students guessing and, you know, nothing is wrong with being consistent. But to keep your students guessing, you do want to change things up and you want to be able to challenge them. Anyone that has taken class with me knows in my heart of hearts, I hate doing warm up on the yoga mat. Oh my gosh, it is like the worst. It's the worst. I hate doing like a 30 minute or a 20 minute warm up just sitting on a damn yoga mat. It's so boring. So... I like to do across the floor with cartwheels and kicks and crab walk races and all of the things 
to make sure that my students, their heart rate is elevated, to make sure that their shoulders are nice and warm, handstands, you name it, I'm doing it. And then I also like to push myself and challenge myself to see if I can maybe do an entire warm up where the students don't get on the floor or they never have to like get down on their knees because you will have students that have like bad knees or they need knee pads and just all of that. So it pushes me to be able to think outside of the box. It also keeps it spicy for my students. Sometimes I will have them listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers and then I'll have them like listen. Now, have I done gospel? Have I done gospel? I think I've done gospel a time or two. I don't know. Have I? I I actually don't remember. Probably because I just be changing up all the music all the time. I like to do my African drums sometimes and we're literally like dancing and doing pot berets. And then sometimes I like to be pretend that I'm like all Zen and meditative and have them do a complete warm up that's like on the floor and your eyes are closed and you're entering into that Zen space. That's that's like once in a blue moon. But most of the time my my class is very, very hype. I'm I'm the most when I teach class. (laughs) But you do want to make sure that you are always being creative. You don't want to bore your students and the class is well rounded. You got the warm up. You got the spin combo. Not like spin pole, but like, you know, like a fireman spin, some kind of spinning combination. Then you got the strength moves. Then you got the flexibility combo. Don't come in out of a warm up and be like, all right, we're doing jades. We're doing splits on the pole because people have not fully, fully warmed up and you don't want you want to like avoid injury. So save those big flexi moves towards the end of class. You know, you also don't want people to do all arm stuff. And then at the last 15 minutes of class, you're like handsprings, go power moves like you got to you got to build to that. So I would actually say do the spin combo, then do like a leg hang or two or three or something like that. Some kind of leg hang combination and then get into the big power moves because by then they're warm. They're ready to go. They're fired up. The class playlist is now hype. You're playing like Trina in the background. They're ready. They're doing it. And then you bust them with the jade at the end of class. And then you put the combo together. You do a cool down. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. You got it. They're not going to injure themselves. They're going to stay after because some of somebody didn't get that jade on the other side. They're going to ask you for a private. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, for real. Okay, this is for real the last thing. This is probably the most important thing. Everything's important. It's like corny, but it's like not corny. But seriously, just be yourself. That Be yourself. Students come to class because of you. Nothing else but you do not try to teach like anybody else. Do not try to move like anybody else. Yeah, that's actually a whole nother podcast episode for a different day because I am so tired of seeing carbon copy pole dancers on Instagram. It is annoying. Y'all get some damn originality. You can be inspired. But you also got to be yourself when you teach, when you move, when you perform, when you dance, just be yourself because people are really coming for your playlist. They're coming for how you piece together combos. They're coming for the energy that you give off, but they're coming because of how you made them feel. You made them feel a certain type of way when they were in your class and you made them feel special and that's what keeps them coming back. So it just be yourself. My students know what they're going to get when they walk in the door, and that's why they keep coming. I love my students. Huh. Woo. 
okay. I, I think that was it. Is that it? I think that is it. Yes, my get em goal is all of these tips. <laughs> Most importantly, if you're not a teacher, though, and you are thinking about teaching, get, get certified. Take a certification to see if you even like this. And your teaching style, it just grows with you. You know, you're not going to have the experience, but... Over time, you will develop your own style. You will develop the things that you like. I'm not teaching every single move. And you also develop some kind of humble nature about you. Folks are not coming to me for the bendy, splitty things. I got short little legs. And yeah, I don't, the splits and things is not my jam. You do not have to have a rainbow marchenko and you do not have to know how to hang off the pole by your pinky toenail. Yes, I said toenail in order to be a great instructor. I think that's it. Yeah. Are you guys going to Polcon? Like what's going on? I'm I'm going to Polcon. It's going to be a blast. All the things are happening. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Black Girls Pole has like showcases going on. We're going to be in Atlanta. They're cutting the grass outside of my building right now, so my apologies. But Polcon is going to be a great time. And I am just ready for life. And until next time, be courageous, be sexy, be strong, and I will holla at y'all later. Love ya. Bye.